Good morning, everybody, or evening, or afternoon. Maybe it's 420 and we're all just stoned in some imaginary land of make-believe. I guess that's redundant. So I just want to start. I'm pumping this episode out earlier than the weekly format I was going to, and it's because I listened to episode two, episode two, and it just, it was, it was really boring. It just, there wasn't a lot of creative stuff going on. I started to kind of talk about a song, and I'm sorry. I I was in a bad mood, <laughs> um, just because we're super honest. Um, I actually suffer from depression, and it's something I'm working on another show about, Ed, kind of dealing with and discussing. And I think the thing that's, if you ever want to know what, living with depression is really like, I highly recommend watching the show You're the Worst um, and pay attention to season two because Aya Cash is not only the most amazing actress ever, she's I've never seen anyone be able to explain and showcase what depression really is because it's not just a, oh, I'm sad, blah, blah, blah. You know, no, it's... It's, it's manic. You have feelings that are I- indescribable. You have amazing highs and infinitely lower lows. And yeah, I think Monday, <laughs> it was just one of those days. So what I want to do is I want to kind of pick up. And we did a lot of the back work of explaining how I got everything set up. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to share with you um, the initial script notes, thoughts, and dialogue for Sparkle Pony Bear. Um, And I want to keep it as raw as possible. I just want to kind of keep and show what I wrote, and I'll kind of try to explain the scene headers as I wrote them. Um, There's a lot of heavy dialogue in some parts. There's a lot of just weird notes. um, But I think it's a really good explanation of the thought process and what goes on. And hopefully... If you forgive me and keep listening, this will be a nice little fun, tasty treat. So sit back, enjoy a nice, cool, refreshing beverage of your choosing, light a blunt, and here we go, bitches. It's the very first rough draft of the summary script for Sparkle Pony Bear. Okay, so one other thing. (laughs) Yeah, Tyler's too lazy to re-record shit. Okay, um... I do have a couple of snippets of songs that I've already shared. So I'm going to attempt to also splice in some of the songs while I'm explaining and giving like a better in-depth analysis. I think it'd be a little bit more fun. Um, Obviously, there's no singing yet. So some of this might be a little contrived or not make the most sense. Um, I'm going to attempt to try to concatenate the songs so they don't sound so repetitive since it's just on piano or guitar, but just bear with it. It'll be an interesting experience because at least now we have a nice baseline before we start adding and fleshing everything out. Enjoy. Okay, so I'm just going to try to read the script. I may interject. It's the first time I'm reading it out loud. There may be some mistakes. (laughs) All right. I have a scene header, Act One, A Brand New World. And I go, Sparkle's theme. We start with Kevin at a guitar. Should feel almost like a dream that Topher is having. The song is basically about his life with Topher. 
sort of encapsulates everything that was going on from Kevin's perspective. Sort of a goodbye of sorts. go to and we're in the hallway of a piano rehearsal space Topher 16 male is walking down the hallway with his backpack when he gets disoriented and nauseous he's worried it's another migraine again he runs towards the bathroom in the bathroom he's in excruciating pain to the point where he's forgetting things again he's throwing up and finally in a blackout moment he's someone else He stands up and stretches. He checks himself out. He's still a little dizzy, and he reaches out his arms against the stall. He walks up to the mirror and checks himself out. He immediately lifts up his shirt and notices he doesn't have a huge gut. He moves his hands on his face to examine it. There are no wrinkles. And with that, he picks up his backpack on the ground, not looking away from the mirror. There's a huge grin on his face. And then, the piano rehearsal room. 
Rachel Everest, 34, female, is jotting notes down at a desk beside a baby grand piano. The door is open. Topher walks in, but stops in the doorway. He stands there, staring. There's a tear in his eye. Rachel is perplexed. Before she has a chance to react, he gives her a huge hug while she's still sitting. Topher wants to show restraint. He has to show restraint, but he can't help himself. He's so full of emotions, Topher speaks. I can't believe it. I'm so glad to be here. Rachel isn't sure what to make of it. She reciprocates the hug. In her insanely wry and jovial sense of humor, she finally retorts. Well, I'm glad you finally decided to show up. Topher gets up. He looks around. He trifles through his backpack. He doesn't have very much time. He needs to think quick. I'm so sorry. Can I get a piece of blank staff paper? Oh, sure. Let me see. Topher's panicked, and he starts talking to himself as he continues to shuffle through his backpack. He starts spilling the contents onto the floor. Topher to himself. I thought I always kept it with me. Am I too early? Wait. And then to Rachel. What year is this? Topher, are you all right? Topher tries to pull himself together. He takes a deep breath. I'm so sorry. I'm a little out of sorts today. I have this song in my head. I have to write it down before I forget. Rachel. Oh, that's great. Here, Rachel finds a piece of blank staff paper and hands it to him. Topher grabs a pen that's amid the mess from his backpack on the floor. Topher races to the piano and begins to play and write out in a repetitive stop and start fashion. Rachel's never heard him play this way. She glances over to see his composer shorthand, and she's baffled. He's never played anything original, let alone been able to transpose it so quickly like this. Topher laughing. Man, <laughs> forgot how flimsy these fucking fingers were. I must have been your most mediocre student. Rachel tries to say something, but he's too focused. Finally, there's a smirk on his face, and he feels relief for the first time since he's gotten here. He stays at the piano bench, but childishly flips himself towards Rachel. Rachel. Well, I, I guess I don't know what to say. Topher. You have no idea how long I've waited to hear that. Okay. So, so give me just a moment. I've been memorizing this speech for at least a decade, and I want to make sure I get this right. Okay, Topher, is everything all right? Everything I've ever achieved, I've owed to you. You took me in when I felt like no one else would. You've sheltered me, but it's time to be honest with you, or for you to be honest with me. Rachel, it sounds like you were breaking up with me. No, absolutely not. Look. I'm, ins- I'm an insanely troubled homosexual teenager. I've had to encounter traumas that no human being should never have to endure. Rachel's absolutely stunned. Topher has never actually come out before. She shakes. She takes his hand. Topher continues. But a fantastic concert pianist I am not. Not even mediocre on my best day. I've had enough reviews to learn that. Rachel becomes very confused. She checks his head to see if he has a fever. Topher. I'm better than I've been in, well, let's just say it's been a very long journey, and it's the journey I want to share. 
I'm a writer, a fantastic writer, with your help, of course. So what do you say, Mrs. E? Can you mentor me to be a writer they'll talk about for generations? Rachel. Well, that's quite an offer. But if this is about getting out of your piano lessons, not at all. I don't care about that. I'm playing Rachmaninoff right now, right? Well, have you been practicing your Bach? Perfect. I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm just saying, let's forget the lessons. I want you to help me with my writing. I still have so much to get out, and I'm running out of time. Rachel. Well, I think we can definitely take some more time out of your lesson plan. But if you want to get the credit, please, Mrs. E, it means everything to me. It's all I have to contribute. I'm not applying to join the Navy. I'm not applying to McAllister. I'm a writer. That's what I'm going to be. It can be our little secret if you want. Topher, you're such a unique, bright, yet odd young man. Just listen to one song. Just please remember, I can't sing for shit. I sound like a gay Kermit the Frog. Topher, the language. Ugh, I knew this was going to be more difficult. We both know your husband loathes me and finds me talentless. It's all right. I'm a horrible singer, but let's just forget that. Just please, Rachel. I don't like those accusations against my husband. You haven't exactly been a cakewalk for him. You're just different than what he's used to. Exactly. We're on the same page. Just this one song. If by, if by the end of it you don't think there's anything worth nurturing, then I'll quit and we can just leave this all behind. Quit what exactly? Topher ignores her and begins to play his song. Rachel's very agitated, but she very seldom will ever let it show. She's too passive. behind the ears but still there's something there she never saw before so we get through that now let's hear okay this is explanation Topher sings a song that helps explain emotionally what he's been through and where he needs to go he's wrought with emotion and despair the big thing is this is the overture to the whole damn thing he needs a song that encapsulates everything he needs to work on since he can't necessarily remember every single song he's ever
Rachel begins to weep and obviously agrees to help him. Now, we're outside the parking lot of the rehearsal hall. Topher goes through his pockets. He finds his keys, but he can't remember what type of car it is. He notices it says Toyota, and he has a huge shit-eating grin. He goes through his wallet. He has a couple of 20s in there. He finds a college student smoking cigarettes outside. Topher goes to him. Hey, man, can I buy the rest of your cigarettes for 20 bucks? Guy in the parking lot. Are you some kind of narc? Oh, no, no, no. I just need cigarettes. I figured 20 bucks is more than what you'd pay for it. Well, yeah, are you crazy or something? All right, I'm sorry. I'll just find someone else. No, 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 it's cool. You got the 20? Topher hands him the $20 bill. Here you go, man. The guy shrugs and hands him a half-full pack of cigarettes. The guy in the parking lot, all right, you got yourself a deal. They're menthol. Topher just shrugs and puts a cigarette in his mouth. He realizes he doesn't have a lighter. You got a light? Sorry. No worries, here you go. Topher goes up to the flame. His lungs aren't used to tobacco, and he coughs vehemently. He can't stop laughing as he's coughing. The guy just stares at him as he hobbles around looking for his car. Topher starts going through the mess that is his car. He's in the car now. He sees CDs scattered everywhere. He spends a moment laughing at the previous music taste. He finally puts in a Toriyama CD. As he's turning on the car, he realizes he hasn't driven in three decades. He tests out his abilities in the parking lot. Once he feels like he's figured it out, he drives out of the lot. He's memorized the routes and landmarks for the past decade, but even with the simulation help, it still seems so foreign to him. He finally makes his way to his old house. He pulls up in front of the house, and he just pauses. He's paralyzed with fear. And then I have a note, this uh, a scene header that's called Topher's Song, Being Home. And here's what I wrote. This is probably the hardest part for him. So many of his traumatic issues revolve around his home life. And his character is such that actually starting something is the most trying. We'll explore or at least start to dig into why this is so hard. What's going on in there? Do we transition from here to inside his house? And then I have an additional note. It's a duet between Topher and Sparkle, or Kevin. The juxtaposition helps elaborate between what Topher grew up with and what Topher lived through with Sparkle Pony Bear. So I obviously will explain it later, but I'm going to keep going on just with what I've written. Um, and then we get Topher's house. Once he gets inside, it's absolute pandemonium. You've got Trevor, Taylor, Caitlin, and Kirsten running afoul. His mother, Kimberly, is barking hoarders and only adding to the chaos. Dwayne is just now arriving. Dwayne is the stepdad. Again, this is shorthand because it's autobiographical, so I haven't changed the names yet, and I should have done that before I started recording, but fuck it. Um, also, just audience note. <laughs> um, all these characters do will get fleshed out and explained. He says, I already know them, so I don't need to write it. Um, his first step is to just get through the door and assess his current room and what he can make out of it. Then I have a new note. So now it's just, the scene header is just high school. And it goes, it's his first day back. How does he react to everyone? How does everyone react to him? I know there has to be some immediacy to it. And then I list out the names of all the people I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to focus on Kate and then I have a note about a suicide kid which I'm already going to explain later so I'm not going to say that and then I have a scene header that just says Kate and Kate is kind of the she's she's one of the central characters uh, she's 
when I was growing up, Kate was this amazing, cool, before hipster was hipster person. Um, she got me into Subido. She got me into John Spencer Blues Explosion. Um, she just, she was just rad. Like she had this crazy, like grunge rock '90s style. These crazy blonde curl. Like she was just an amazing human being. So Kate is going to be the one human being that actually knows what Topher is going through, and. Obviously, I'm going to throw in, there's, there's a lot of dealings with the fact that Topher is an alcoholic. So now that he's 16, there's this huge issue where how do you become 16 and still be an alcoholic? And, and there's a lot of weird things like this. But all I have is this kind of dialogue snippet I wrote. And that just, sometimes it's just going to be dialogue because that's what propels me because it's all in my head. But here's the dialogue. So Kate, but why? Why would you ever want to be 16? Kate, there's nothing more potent, more malleable than teenage angst. Kate pauses and just shrugs. Topher, no, you know what the worst part is? Kate, being an underage alcoholic? Topher, well, that too. Shit, no. It, it's knowing I can't. I won't save them all. That's all I have on that. <laughs> um, later episodes, that's going to make more sense. But that was just kind of the weird dialogue I was using to grease the wheel on that. Then I have a new scene header that's titled Matthew. And here's what I wrote. And this is actually pretty autobiographical. So bear with me. Matthew was Topher's first quasi-gay experience. It was the first time Topher's mother accepted that he might be homosexual. Many years later, Topher found out that Matthew had committed suicide. Although Topher can make educated, educated guesses, there's no way for him to know why Matthew killed himself. I want to number that both experiences that first night Matthew spent the night and seeing Matthew again. To Topher, it's been decades, but to Matthew, he's only been away for like a week or so. They originally met through a mutual friend Tover was working with at Stephen's Children's Theater. The night in question was one where Matthew was having issues with his parents fighting at home, so Tover invited him over. Nothing tore had happened, but there was inadvertent cuddling when they fell asleep. And then the only other note I have so far is just Act 2, Sparkle Pony Bear. With the pieces set, Topher gets to work on creating his swan song, Sparkle Pony Bear. Think of it as if it were written by a 16-year-old pro writer using only high school talent and resources. Could be very interesting, dot, dot, dot. And there you have it. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I lied. I lied to you bitches. I just used the full songs that I had on my Logic Pro. I, yeah, I, you know what? You can fast forward, and that's okay. All 10 of you that are currently listening to this. <laughs> but again, I just want to apologize about the previous episode. Should have fleshed it out more. Should have gone straight to the source like this. And this was actually really fun. This was actually really helpful for me. I think maybe once a month I'll do something like this where I'll just do like a raw read through with the songs in as they evolve and explanations. But yeah, so I'm I'm out skis, yo. I think if you combine part de with part three, part de, part de, um, that's a full hour. So. I'm not going to add a song at the end. I'm not going to add, as you can hear, I didn't add a song at the beginning. going to keep this plain Jane, and I'll have a new episode with new stuff out uh, next week. So again, 
You can find me on all social media platforms with T-C-C-R-O-S-S-E-R. That's T-C-Crosser with the C. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, anyone, any. I mean, I, I highly encourage negative feedback. I can't wait for the haters. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm trying to think of a tagline. I don't I don't know what tagline to use. What, what, what would be a good... I'll I'll stew on that and I'll come up with one later. Out. <laughs>